so there were two groups of people who visited Jesus shortly after his birth. Who were they? Who were the first group? We actually heard about them yesterday. Have you heard? Caitlin. Um, the three shepherds. The shepherds. They were the first group. In, in uh, Luke's gospel, we have the shepherds, and they visited Jesus on the very night of his birth. Who were the second group of people to go and visit Jesus? The wise men or the Magi, exactly right. In Matthew's Gospel, we hear about the Magi. Now, sometimes on Christmas cards, you see pictures, don't you, of uh, the, the shepherds and the wise men clustered around the manger where Jesus lay. But the wise men probably visited Jesus a long time after the shepherds. In fact, Jesus may have been up on his feet, toddling around. He might have just started to walk when the wise men arrived. So these wise men, how many were there? Three. Well, you see, that is the usual answer. But we don't know for sure. We know for definite that there were three gifts, but the Bible doesn't tell us how many wise men there were. There could have been more than three. But these wise men wanted to go and worship Jesus. How did they find him? How did the wise men find Jesus? Caitlin? There was a bright star that they followed, didn't they? And we're going to come back to that in a moment. Did you know that just before Jesus was born, people all over the ancient world uh, were saying that um, uh, rulers would rise up from Judea who would be in charge of the whole world? We don't actually need to look in the Bible for that information. It's recorded by historians with funny names like Tacitus, Josephus, and Suetonius. Uh, this wasn't just a, a sort of Jewish uh, hope. It was a rumor that was going around the whole of the ancient world. And did you know that around the time that Jesus was born, there were strange happenings in the night sky? And we know that from uh, an, an ancient inscription found in Babylonia. Uh, the planets of Jupiter and Saturn were lining up. Uh, definitely the kind of thing that would attract the attention of stargazing wise men. So Scott yesterday was talking about some of the Old Testament prophecy, the Bible telling us about this this coming king. But in the world at large, there were things happening which might suggest that this was a very unusual time. And the wise men wanted to worship this king of kings, and so they followed the star. And this morning, we're going to use the word star to help us to understand what it means to worship Jesus. So the word star stands for four things, and I want to see if you can remember these, because I'm going to be asking you as we go along. So the first one, shout it out, the, uh, the S stands for? C. The T stands for? Trust. The A stands for? Adore. The R stands for? Relinquish. Relinquish. That's a tricky word. We'll, uh, well, well done. And I'll explain what that word means a little bit later. So firstly, if we're going to worship Jesus, we must seek him. So I've hidden, not terribly well, but I've hidden some lollies around the front of church. If I gave you one minute, if I gave you one minute, do you think you could find some of those lollies? You think you could? Ah, 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 ah. Sit down, sit down. There are the three, there could be three rules to this because otherwise it would just be total bedlam. Again, it might be anyway. So the three rules, you are not allowed to run. If you find more than one lolly, 
then I'd like you to share with someone who perhaps hasn't found one. And when I call you back, you've got to come straight back and sit on the carpet. Can you do that? Yes. Okay, it's only a minute, but there's no... You look like you're... Uh, uh, okay, go. One minute. No running. No running. It was a risky strategy, but there is a reason for doing this. Ah, oh, well done. Well done, Alec. Okay, if you sit yourselves down, and if you have more than one and someone hasn't got one you could share, Alec, I was very impressed that you got your one and then sat down. That was uh, very restrained of you. <laughs> so... Take a seat. Don't worry. If you haven't got one, then I've got more at the end. There's no problem there. It's interesting, isn't it? Not one of you... Hang on, guys. Don't worry about that now. Just keep hold of them, and we'll share them out at the end. Take a seat. It's interesting, isn't it, that not one of you stayed sat down during the lolly hunt. Why is that? Caleb, why is that? Why didn't you stay sat down during the lolly hunt? <coughs> Why didn't you stay sat down? Caitlin? Yeah, because you, if you'd stayed sat down, you wouldn't get any lollies, would you? You wanted the lollies, and so you had to seek them. And the wise men didn't stay in their big homes in Babylon or wherever they came from. They, uh, they left the comforts of home, and they set out on a perilous journey uh, through deserts and uh, dangerous places wild places, and they went seeking the king of kings. If we want to worship Jesus, we need to seek him. We need to seek him in the pages of the Bible. We need to seek him in prayer. We need to seek him in the company of others who are on that same journey. Are we seeking Jesus? And are we prepared to go wherever that journey takes us? We must not sit still in spiritual idleness and take it for granted that all will be well. Jesus said, the one who seeks will find. Let us wholeheartedly seek Jesus. So the S is for? Oh, that was a bit quiet. You managed it, Millie. I don't know if anyone else did. Let's try that again. The S is for? The T is for? Well done. Trust. You know, the wise men didn't have a lot to go on, did they? They had a rumor about powerful uh, rulers coming out of Judea. They had uh, some strange things happening in the night sky. They might have had some Hebrew texts, some writings from the time of Israel's exile in Babylon. But they didn't have a lot to go on. Now, I want you to imagine this. Okay. Not so much opening sweets right now, and I want you to imagine, <laughs> we will hold it together. I want you to imagine this. Imagine traveling a thousand miles 
probably on foot, with your camels and donkeys loaded up with stores. If it is summer, it's going to be baking hot during the day. If it's winter, it's going to be freezing cold at night. You're going to pass through places where there are robbers and bandits, lonely, desolate places. And you might encounter wildlife. The kind of things that was in that part of the world at this time would have been lions, bears, leopards, poisonous snakes. Put your hand up if you would like to go on that journey. Well, I'm glad you would. I'm glad you would. It's good to have a spirit of adventure. Never lose that. But even so, we'd need a pretty good reason for going on a journey like that, wouldn't we? And the wise men had a good reason. They were seeking the king of kings. But they still had to trust. They still had to have faith that they would eventually find this king. They still had to have uh, trust that this journey would be worth their while. Was the journey worth their while? What do you think? Was the journey worth their while? Well, they might not have seen Jesus get crucified, but they, the fourth wise man did. But uh, they may, well, they did see Jesus uh, after he'd been born. And they found what they were looking for. They found the King of Kings. And if we're new to the Christian faith, it might seem at first like we haven't got a lot to go on. Um, the journey ahead might seem uncertain, even scary. But Romans, uh, Romans 10 uh, verse 11 says this. Anyone who believes in Jesus, anyone who puts their trust in him, will never be put to shame. If we take that initial step of faith and we keep moving forwards in faith, we will discover that our trust has been well placed. We were right to begin that journey. So, S is for? T is for? A is for adore. Excellent. Well done. To worship Jesus, we must adore him. Now, people generally respond to Jesus in one of three ways. Hatred, indifference, that means you don't really care, or adoration. And we find all three of these things in our story from Matthew's gospel this morning. So firstly, hatred. Who in this story hated Jesus? King Herod, who was here a few weeks ago and remembers hearing about King Herod. He was the ultimate baddie, wasn't he? And he hated Jesus so much that he wanted to kill him. Why did Herod want to kill Jesus? Go on, Isaac. Because he was the king. He was known as the king of the Jews. And he didn't want some other king coming along and knocking him off his throne. But you know what? We can be a bit like that too. We say to ourselves, I am the king or the queen of my life. Uh, and I get to decide what's good for me and how to live. But you know what? If we worship Jesus, then we need to make him the king of our lives. But we couldn't hope for a more loving, generous or self-giving king. He makes a much better king of our lives than we do. So the next reaction 
is indifference. Indifference is when someone doesn't really care, they're not bothered, they're not listening. Who in this story didn't seem to care? Now, this is a tricky question. Who didn't seem to care? Can any... Who do you recognize it? King, well, King Herod did care, but not in the right way. He cared so much he was going to send soldiers after Jesus. So he was very concerned about this event. He, he didn't like Jesus, but he, he cared about what was happening. Mary and Joseph, well, they cared. They cared for their newborn son. This is a really tricky question. Anyang, I'll give a what? what well, any ideas? I'm Saul. Saul? Okay, S-O-U-L. No, it wasn't soul. But I'm going to open this out to the adult because we don't want them falling asleep, do we? Okay, we've got to keep them on their toes. Who in this story didn't seem to care? Not the innkeepers. Not Pontius Pilate. Shall I tell you? I think I'm going to have to. The chief priests and the teachers of the law. It was their job to watch and wait for this coming king. Israel had been waiting 400 years for this moment. And then the wise men show up and they say, where is the one who has been born king of the Jews? This is exciting stuff. It doesn't get any more exciting than this. And what did the chief priests and the teachers of the law tell them? Where was this king to be born? Where was the king to be born? In a stable, but in the town of Bethlehem in Judah. Now, you'd think that the chief priests and the teachers of the law would be really excited and they'd go racing off to Bethlehem to find Jesus. Is that what they did? Did the chief priests and teachers of the law do that? No, they didn't. What did they do? What did they do? They stayed there. They did absolutely nothing. They couldn't be bothered. They just stayed exactly where they were. Now, tell me, who of you, who, whose parents had to come in and wake them up this morning? None. One. Well done, Adarius. But nobody else. Nobody else. So, uh, um, Caitlin, Phoebe, your, your, your uh, parents didn't have to come in and say, come on, Caitlin, come on, Phoebe, wake up, get out of bed, it's Christmas Day. They didn't have to do that? Of course they didn't, because you're excited and you wanted to get up and celebrate Jesus' birthday. And the chief priests and teachers of the law, they should have been excited about Jesus' birthday, but they weren't. They were indifferent. They couldn't seem to care less. And it's a sad fact that many people today don't really care about Jesus' birthday. But the wise men, they travelled a long way. And they were excited. They went to Bethlehem looking for Jesus. And what did they do when they found him? What did the wise men do when they found Jesus? They gave him gifts. But even before that, they did something. Anyang. They did uh, give him gold, but even before that, Angus? Well, let me tell you. They bowed down and worshipped him in humble adoration. And that's what we're here to do today. But we're not worshipping Jesus the baby. We're worshipping Jesus the risen saviour, the sovereign ruler 
of the universe. We love Jesus. We adore him. We make him king of our lives. We worship him. So, S is for? T is for? A is for? R is for? Relinquish. If you relinquish something, you give it up. You let go of it. And the wise men relinquished quite a lot, didn't they? They relinquished the comfort, safety, and security of their homes, and they went off on a journey to find Jesus. They relinquished their pride by powerful, rich, important men who bowed down and worshipped a small child. They relinquished their pride, and they relinquished gifts. What gifts did they relinquish? Let's see if you can get them in the order that are on the slides. What gift did they relinquish? What's the first one? What's your, your one, Anyang? What gifts did they give? You've forgotten which one you told me. Gold and frankincense and... They gave them gifts of gold, frankincense and myrrh. These are expensive gifts. Worship is costly. Uh, we give up. We relinquish everything for Jesus. Now, thinking back to the story of the fourth wise man, after all those years of searching, where did Artaban eventually find Jesus? No, he wasn't quite there yet. Where did Artaban find Jesus? Isaac? He was nailed to a cross, wasn't he? That is how much Jesus relinquished for us. Jesus was rich, and yet he became poor for our sakes. Jesus is the king of kings, and yet he died so that we might live. He died, but he rose to new life, and he will be king forever and ever. How could we hold anything back from such a king, a loving saviour who has given so much for us? So this Christmas and forevermore, let us worship Jesus. Let us, are you ready for this? Let us seek him, trust him, adore him, and relinquish everything to him. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we do now remember why it is that you came uh, into this world. You gave up everything for us so that we might have life and have it in all its fullness, eternal life. And we pray that we will seek you this Christmas and forevermore and worship you with our whole hearts. And we ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.